listening to LaSalle's Lilypad. This is a podcast where I document my spiritual journey by sharing what's on my mind and in my heart. Not only is it a great way for me to connect with myself, but with other people too, so feel free to let me know what you think after each episode. Um, for today's episode, it's our fourth one and probably our longest one at an hour and 40 minutes. So for this episode, it's actually two segments. Um, the first segment is about 40 minutes long and it was recorded in November of 2021. And the second segment is about an hour long and it was recorded on May 10, 2022. So it's kind of um, my worries at the time and how it actually played out. So I think the theme for this episode is just um, being open to uncertainty because that allows you to be open to all possibilities. So just letting go of that need to control and figure everything out and just trusting the universe, just letting it happen and watching how it all unfolds. (laughs) So I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and yes, as always, please let me know what you think. Here goes. Hey guys, hopefully you can hear me. I am recording from outside of Sweet Frog, <laughs> inside of my car. Um, I got a free like 12 ounce medium cup of froyo because it was almost my birthday. I'm not using my microphone this time because I wasn't planning to record anything. But I just kind of felt like it. Um, I feel like I just kind of want to use the podcast as a way to brain dump things. So, I have been feeling a little burnt out because at work we have to work overtime. And we've been needing to work like 8 hours overtime per pay period for like the last three pay periods and I don't really know when it's going to be over. I really don't like it. <laughs> Mm-mm. Even though it's up to me to decide when I want to do my overtime, I try to split it so that it's like four hours a week. So I'm not like trying to cram everything into one week. I try to do it at the beginning of the week too. So at least I have like Thursday, Friday free like at my usual time which is 4 45 when i get out of work it's just been kind of frustrating because i mean i'm not physically exhausted like i used to be at my old job when i worked overtime but now i'm mentally exhausted so it's just kind of rough man Sorry if it's gross to like hear me eat. At the same time, I'm kind of far away, far away. So maybe you can't hear me chewing. I got pomegranate and mango. I forgot if I said that. And then I put like mango poppers on top of it. And then I put mochi. So good. But, um... Yeah, especially when I get out of work nowadays. It's been dark outside because, like, you know, it's almost winter. The days are getting shorter and shorter, and I barely saw any sunlight today. Like, 
I'm actually happy that I wake up early in the morning at like 7 because that's when I actually see the sunrise and it's always so pretty it's probably like one of the best parts of my day but then like I'm stuck in my room for like eight hours nine hours ten hours working and it's so sad to come out of my room and it's pitch black like watching the sunset is my favorite thing way more than watching the sunrise because for me the sunset it's just really peaceful and relaxing like when you watch the sunrise you like it like <laughs> how do i say this when you watch the sunrise it like goes into more sunlight so the day just gets brighter and brighter so i feel like if you like the sunrise that means you're like ready to do a bunch of things but if you're like one of the people like me who like the sunset it's because nighttime is like your chill time it's like you get to see like how beautiful the sky turns when it like goes from light to dark i feel like i'm not explaining this in the most like beautiful eloquent way but i just love sunsets they're just so calming and peaceful to me because it's just a beautiful way to end the day you know and then it's like my chill time where i can just do things for me like eat dinner and like watch a movie crochet journal because I don't do those things in the mornings like more like when I wake up early to watch the sunrise it actually makes me feel kind of tired sometimes because it's like oh my god I have so much stuff that I have to do for the rest of the day and then I'm just at work you know I miss watching the sunset even my froyo kind of looks like the sunset a little like the colors they're like red and um yellowy And I've also been like thinking about wanting to thinking about thinking about wanting to move out. And I have been kind of salty thinking about like people in my life who have a partner that they can move in with so they can split rent. Like, does anybody want to fall in love with me and be my roommate? Because rent is really expensive in my fucking area, man. It's like everything is like fifteen hundred for a fucking studio. I saw a place that was like $800 on Zillow, but it was like some guy's basement, so I was like, no thank you. And my options of where I can move to are kind of limited because I don't want to stay within my area to be close to my family. So, I don't know, man, it's rough. I just really want to... I want to like manifest things into my life with a positive mindset like I don't want to be like oh, I wish I could move out I wish I had a boyfriend so we could just live together da -da -da -da. but really I do want to fall in love someday but I want to live on my own like I want to be able to support myself because I really don't want my livelihood to kind of depend on someone else but I feel like it's really unfair how, like, in this economy, it's impossible. Like, you have to rely on, like, a dual income. Like, that's how, like, 
the nuclear family is set up where it's like the mom and the dad have to raise the kids and if one of the parents is absent and you're a single parent it's really hard it's not it's like almost impossible for you to like sustain the livelihood of like yourself and other people on one income because right now I am making like 17 an hour or something like that which I thought was pretty good but um so my paychecks are like a little over a thousand but rent is like a thousand five hundred so like three quarters of what I make is gonna be going towards my rent like what and my friend said that you should make like three times the amount of rent just so like you have like that cushion and I do have a cushion of like savings that I have but I know that if I don't make enough money my savings are just going to be like blown through. They're going to be depleted. They're going to be destroyed. They're going to be gone. And that's not fair. Like, why can't we have like a livable wage? Like, why can't people afford to live on their own? Like, I can't afford to live by myself as one person. Like, I have to live with a roommate? I don't want to wait for a roommate or a boyfriend. I want to live by myself now. <laughs> so annoying. I wish that I could not feel so burnt out. I just, I know I need to rest so I can be in a better state of mind. But it's kind of rough, man. I just want to be fully independent like I want to be able to take care of myself without having to rely on other people like my mom or my dad or like a boyfriend roommates I just want to be by myself like I really don't want to live with other people <laughs> I just want to be alone for once because I've had roommates in the past and not all of them were like negative experiences but it's just kind of rough feeling like you're not able to do everything that you want to do because you live with someone like you have to be courteous and like mindful of other people because you don't want to be a fucking asshole like it's a shared space so that's why i want to live alone and not feel selfish i don't know man i wish i lived by myself Like, I really wanted to bring my manifestation journal with me and maybe, like, my iPad or something just so I could write down, like, the things that I want for myself because right now they just feel so impossible. <sighs> like, I wish I could be, like, happy imagining it and I know that I could, like, when I think about my dream apartment like, I, I can picture it in my head. Like, I know exactly what I want. I know what I'm going to feel. But I don't know how I'm going to get there. And my friend, my life coach, Sabrina, said on her podcast, because she was talking about how she moved. And it's like she had this dream of where she wanted to live. And now she's at her dream location. And I have 
an idea of where I want to live too. I have dreams too. But I don't know how I'm going to get there. And she said not to figure out or worry about the how too much. But how do I do how do I not do that? Like what does that mean? Like obviously you have to do something to make something happen, right? Cuz I don't know, I'm worried that like what if I'm like one of those people who like move out and they have to move back home? Like that's embarrassing to me. I don't want to do that. I don't want to like Oh my gosh. I just wish I could take care of myself. Like I want to prove to myself that I can do that. I guess like mm, I kind of want to mention the story of when I was dating my ex-boyfriend and we were talking about like moving in together not necessarily us but just like couples moving in in general and he was talking to me about how like his friend pays more rent than his girlfriend because he makes way more money and I remember he was like telling me like that's kind of unfair isn't it they should be 50 50 and I don't really know why he expected me to agree with him I guess like just because I was his girlfriend he thought I would think the same but no I do not agree with that like I feel like what you contribute to rent should be like relative to your income you know it should be proportionate to your income and she was like a teacher you know and they're underpaid so it's like I hate how like there's so much pressure or like on people to make money but then the jobs that people take on are so undervalued like I feel like the way our um society is set up that the most prestigious jobs get the most money like if it just so happened that you were <laughs> okay let's say you, you want to be a gamer and you don't make any money from it people would call you a fucking bum but if you were like a gamer that had like a lot of views and you were actually able to sustain yourself from it people would think that you're so cool you know and the only, and you're still doing the same thing the only difference is that one you make more money you know what i mean <laughs> i feel like i'm not explaining that properly like maybe like let's say like you think of a low ranking job as like a janitor and then suddenly janitors made like CEO money, then janitors would be more well-respected. I just think it's stupid to equate money to respect, you know? Like, why can't we all have livable wages? <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like I'm just like complaining this whole time. I don't know. I don't know. I'll stop complaining and just dream. I guess maybe that will put me in like a positive mood. <laughs> I really don't know how to go about this, but um, yeah, I guess I've been feeling for a long time that I need to move because when I lived in Richmond and I had my own room, I felt so free. I had roommates at the time, but they were like on the bottom floor and I was at the top and my other roommate was like basically never home. So it really felt like 
I was living alone and my windows were so big and I could like look into the city and like see people walking and sometimes I could hear people's conversations like drunken talks like in the middle of the night or like cars zooming and I thought that was comforting. It made me feel like I wasn't alone. So I was kind of scared the first time I slept at that apartment because <laughs> if I was all by myself and it was kind of dark and creepy and there was like even a chimney in my room that kind of freaked me out. Luckily it was like blocked. Like it, it was like the holes were like covered up so nothing could go in or out. So I was like stoned up I want to say. And then I tried to like sleep with the lights on but I realized like it really wasn't that bad because my windows were so big and then I could hear everyone going by. And I remember listening to the song by Mitski. It's called Nobody. And I know that song is a sad song, but when I would listen to it, I would feel so happy. I don't know. Like, I just remember feeling so happy being alone. I think that's the first time I really loved being alone. And that was kind of short-lived because I got into a relationship shortly after that. And when I got into that relationship, I wondered, like, am I supposed to be working on myself more before I go into a partnership with somebody? Like, am I supposed to love myself first before I can love someone else? And I feel like you can do that. But in that situation, I needed to love myself first. I didn't know how. Or I caught a glimpse of what it could feel like, but I didn't know how to sustain that relationship. And that's what I'm trying to work on now. Like, I've been having a lot of ups lately. Like, I've always, like, my baseline mood has always been pretty positive. Like, I've always felt like, <laughs> like, I usually feel like I'm always creatively inspired or like there's so much stuff that I want to do and I feel excited and happy about life and you know the, those moods like there's always a come down there's always a low there's no way that you can always stay high no matter how much you chase it and that's something I'm trying to be okay with because right now I feel like I'm in one of those low moments where I'm trying to I can pick myself back up sometimes but maybe I don't have to always try to fix how I'm feeling maybe I can just feel it and then it'll go away <laughs> hmm Maybe that's my problem. Maybe that's why I don't feel so rested because I'm always trying to like go, go, go and do stuff. Because this is the first time in my life where I actually felt like there's a lot of things that I could do with my free time. In the past, I felt like I didn't have that much. I would just like watch movies, just stay at home and constantly like hang out with my partner. And I did that as a way to distract myself from working on myself and I 
really want it to be one of my goals to be able to build a solid foundation within myself so that even when other people do come into the picture I won't falter or like rely on them too much or fall back into these self-sabotaging patterns where I care about you way more than I care about myself now and I feel like that's why I really want to live alone like when I was younger it was always my dream to move in with my partner like even now I was listening to the song called Nothing by Bruno Major and it just made my heart feel so warm and I really like wanted to slow dance with someone I really I could just like feel like my yearning to like want to hold someone and just sway listening to that song Like, I feel like that's so sweet. (laughs) Oh oh my gosh. But I don't want to be open to love right now because I want to work on myself. So, I'm not, like, on any dating apps or anything trying to get, like, that boost of validation too. Like, this is the first time I'm trying to ride out my emotions on my own. And I think maybe I just need to slow down and be present and stop trying to, like, pick myself back up. Just accept the moment as it is. But also still have dreams for the future. So maybe, yeah, maybe right now let's do some visualization. Let's dream together. So let me tell you about what my dream apartment would be. I was going to say dream partner, but I think let's do dream apartment. (laughs) Okay, so for my dream apartment, I want, or I can see, a room that's like all white with big windows. And there's a bay window there with a little seating area on it. And I have space to put a cushion, but also a bunch of plants and then maybe a couple candles and a book and I want to have like an open concept area like I really want a big comfy couch where you can like lay down and spread out I really want to have a blue velvet couch like I have like this dream couch um that I have on my Instagram I forget the name of the store it's I think it was like love I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe I should make a vision board. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there was a store in Richmond that I went to. And I loved that couch. Like, the cushions were just so spacious that you could, like, lay out like a starfish. And I really want that because that's how I like to watch movies. (laughs) Or, like, I want to be able to have a bunch of sleepovers. Like, I want my mom and my sister to sleep over. And I want to have a doggy too. Oh my gosh, so cute. We're going to like watch on my big screen TV. I want like all black technology, I think. And then like white furniture. So, and some wooden accents. I love wooden accents. So I want, I can picture us already just like sitting on my blue velvet couch. Watching like a cute Filipino movie. 
while I'm like crocheting and like my mom's doing her nails and like my sister's on her phone or something uh, or she'll be like cuddling my puppy and I really want to have a puppy named Louie like this is something I've been thinking about for a minute like I always have this joke because my mom only loves bougie dogs so I was like I kind of want a pom-pom and their initials are going to be LV so it's like Louis Vuitton but and then their name is going to be Louis and I'm going to call them Lulu and then they'll be like my little baby and then I want to have cats I want two cats I want one to be like brown or black or gray actually I'm not really picky about the colors but I want one to be lighter I want to be dark and then I want to name them like coffee and chai I just think that would be so freaking cute and I want to have like cat trees and like a bunch of cat furniture because I feel like cats have like the cutest little toys I want to and I want to crochet them little toys that they can play with like little mice or like little fish oh my god I should seriously make a mood board or dream board or whatever vision board yeah I can see that happening and then for my kitchen I want it to be like all like white counters and maybe like like white countertops and maybe like wooden or green like counters or yeah just maybe like wooden or something I don't know I just want it to look like natural and pretty and I want like my plates to be blue and white like my blue china like I'm obsessed with blue china I've already been collecting a bunch of plates and bowls that have like blue designs on it so it'd be so cute to like have them all out and I want a table that has like two chairs and a bench because I like benches because I feel like they're super spacious and they're cuter when you take pictures like the top of the chairs is like blocking pictures of the food <laughs> and I really want to have like a charcuterie board like I want to have like that kind of night that'd be so much fun it was like apple cider and like chocolate cheese croissants I want to eat french fries oh my gosh I don't know I just think that'd be a lot of fun also want like salad like something with like walnuts and like goat cheese and cranberries and spinach and arugula like I feel like that'd be so yummy and maybe like Japanese food like I love croquettes and I love chicken katsu and what else let's see okay that's my kitchen and then my living room oh yeah I want in my living room I want to have like a really pretty graphic rug and then, like, I want to have a lot of, like, wicker accents, like, little furniture. And I want to have, like, a little balcony or sunroom with French doors where I can put, like, a bunch of plants and a little, like, breakfast nook there. And then for my bedroom, I want it to be... I want to have like wooden floors and then I want big windows with long flowy curtains that just look heavenly and then I want a big bed like a queen bed or a king bed and 
I want to have like a bunch of stuffed animals, <laughs> like Snoopy, and like a bunch of fruit stuffed animals. Maybe like in my closet, but some on my bed. And I want to have like a big closet where I can see all of the stuff I own and have all my shoes laid out because I always forget what shoes I have. Like I don't wear, I don't really want to hide anything under my bed because it, it just feels like really junky to me. I don't like that. Like I want it all to fit in a closet. And I want to have like a clothing rack of like clothes that I've crocheted. I think that would be so amazing. Oh my gosh, and I forgot. I want to have like a little craft corner or craft room. Like I want to have like a PC set up. So I'll have like my desk and then like a black PC. Like I already know like what desk I want. It's at Ikea, bro. And then I want like a PC. And then I want to have like um another, I feel like another Ikea piece where I could like put yarn inside. Oh my god, I should make a vision board. And then on my Instagram, I'll like post my vision board and then you guys can see what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then, yeah, I just want to have my yarn ready. And then I want to have like a packing station with like a printer and my scale. And I also want to have like a Cricut, Cricut, like sticker machine. Like I want to try to make stickers for my brand. I think that would be so much fun and I want to have like clay too like my air dry clay that I can use to paint I want everything to be cute and on display yep I want it to also be near Target and a sweet frog like where I am right now and I also want it to be kind of high up so I can see the sunset. Like second floor at the very least. Not too, too high because I'm afraid of heights. But, yeah. What else? My dog, my bedroom. Oh, and the bathroom. Bathroom. I feel like I want like a green theme for my bathroom. Green or blue, maybe both. With like lots of plants. I wanna hang like eucalyptus in my shower. I think that's so bougie. I wanna, I wanna have like a lot of bamboo accents. And I wanna have like this candle warmer always plugged in. So my bathroom smells amazing. I want it to smell like lemons. Or like oranges. I love citrus. Hmm. Sorry, I'm eating um, a gummy bear. You're pretty chewy. What else? Hmm. I think that's all I would want. Yeah. I'm trying to like envision like my PC setup too. Like the little details that I would put. And like I want my embroidery hoops too. I feel like I should just make a vision board, man. I mean I kinda have one on Pinterest, but I kinda wanna flush it out. So like everything is on one page instead of like a bunch of like little things. Or like a bunch of pictures like all like grouped together. 
I want it to be like just one giant image. So maybe we should do that. That'd be fun to do, right? Hmm. Again, I was gonna say, I was gonna talk about my dream partner, but I don't know. I don't really want to think about that too much because I'm not in a place where I want to meet someone. Truthfully, I'm kind of scared to meet someone because I don't know. I'm. I just know it's like when I meet someone. I'm going to be, like, tested to see, like, if I would choose myself or my partners, and I'm scared to, like, have to make that choice, but I feel like the next person that I choose to be in relationship with will be very serious, and I hope they love me for me. Like, they accept, like, all parts of me because I remember when I was younger I felt I never felt like I could like be bratty or like get upset or show any other emotion besides happiness with my partner like they could act up <laughs> around me and I would just kind of accept it and always want to mend things but if I were to do the same they would just be done with me <laughs> oh my gosh no more dating avoided men but uh yeah i don't really care though i mean i care but i do want to have a partner someday but i know that like if i do meet someone and it doesn't end up working out that i'll be okay that i can be the person to love myself because i'm the one who does it best i'm the one who accepts me for me And if somebody doesn't love me as much as I love myself, that's unacceptable. You cannot be in my life. <laughs> like, I won't tolerate anything less anymore. Like, I don't want to be tolerated. I want to be loved. So, I don't know. I kind of have a feeling that, like, my partner in the future is going to be completely different from what I've dated in the past I don't really know in what way but I just feel like I've always been drawn to like the dorky and shy type like soft boys and I still really I still love them a lot oh my gosh I don't know but I don't know I just kind of want to be open to anything like like the person that I was when I was attracted to that those types of people is kind of different from what I am now I mean I'm just more confident so maybe I'll meet someone who is like that more confident someone who like matches me I also want to have a partner who likes to hang out with my family because something I love about my sister and her relationship with her boyfriend is that like <laughs> both of them hang out with me and we actually have a lot of fun together like I would consider myself pretty close with my sister and her boyfriend like her boyfriend really feels like family like we even invite him to hang out so I hope like when I have a boyfriend it would be super fun like we could have like a group sleepover 
Like, I feel kind of worried that someone would think that's weird, but I don't think it's weird. Like, I want it to be, like, a mom and dad vibe. Like, serious, like, we're family vibe. Not just, like, we're dating for now. I want to be serious with someone. And actually talk about marriage and, like, having a future together. for myself let's dream about my dream self let's dream about my higher self and how I'm gonna slowly become her little by little so let's see my engine's on it's been on for like 30 minutes oh my gosh it's not good Let's dream about me. Yeah, I want to be someone who's like really confident and self-assured. Who really feels like they can do anything. Like sometimes I feel like I really can do anything. But then I get into these moods where I start to overthink. Like me wanting to move out. Like will I be able to do it like logistically? Like I have a lot of ideas for what I want to do. But then when I get into the specifics of how to get there kind of scares me but I've learned that you just gotta learn by doing you just gotta try and figure it out along the way and it'll be perfectly fine it's all about adulting adulting is so hard sorry I feel like I'm a burp excuse me sorry that was kind of gross <laughs> Um, I still want my future self to be dorky and funny and goofy and doesn't take life too seriously. Like, they just want to enjoy life and have fun. That's what I want to be all about. But I also want to make room for, like, hard moments. So whenever I don't feel 100%, Or I just feel like I'm kind of having, like, an off day or hard time, whatever it may be. I want to know or always feel that I'm, like, strong enough to, like, go through it. Or to, like, come out of it perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I guess I just want my dream self to be me, but more confident. Like, I don't really have any, actually. I do have some ideas about how I'd want to look or feel. Because right now is the heaviest I've ever weighed, probably. And sometimes I just kind of ignore it because I'm like, I'm happy why it doesn't matter like what I look like but then I'll like look at my pictures sometimes they're like videos I record of myself and I'm like sometimes I don't like my body like I don't like my arms sometimes and like my stomach I feel like those are probably my biggest insecurities 
And lately I've been thinking about, like, I should get, um, what are they called? A personal trainer, but I'm scared because somebody else could see me fail because it's really hard for me to push myself physically. Like, I can't even run a mile. <laughs> but I feel like I need to have someone to keep me accountable, like my life coaching like someone to get me started and then give me the tools that I need to like make this a lifelong commitment so I feel like that's something I should look into I also want to make a lot of friends friend, like I want a really diverse friend group like people of color LGBTQ Like, I want to be, like, friends with people who, like, want to travel with me, too, or, like, can talk, or, like, want to talk to me about, like, spirituality and stuff like that. So, I feel like everything that I want, I kind of already have. But it's just about taking myself a little step further. Or, like, allowing even more into my life. So, that's kind of cool. Okay, it's getting kind of late, and I'm almost done with my sweet bug. So, I'm going to listen back on this episode, and we'll see how it is. <laughs> we'll see if I post this. It was kind of all over the place and very spontaneous, so. Yeah. Oh. I forgot to do my intro. I think I'll add that later. But um, thank you for listening. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Hello. This is Lacelle, and you're listening to Lacelle's lily pad. I am coming to you from May 10 at 4.46 in the morning. Okay, this is the latest I have ever recorded a podcast episode. And I know I should probably be going to sleep, but I honestly feel like I won't be able to. And I'm sorry if my voice is like a bit raspy, sounds a little bit different. Um, I've been recovering from a cold from the last few days but anyway I just wanted to give you guys a life update because I am recording from the comfort of my new bed in my new place in my new town (laughs) and it's kind of funny like listening back to like that last episode because I (laughs) I was just like why am I going into all of these stories Um, and, like, trying to figure out so badly, like, how, the hows and whys and when and where am I gonna move, because it just felt like I just, I knew that I just needed to, like, let go of my need to, like, control and, like, figure everything out and just, like, fully trust in the universe, but I would, like, reach a point where, like, I'm like, okay, like, okay, I know I need to stop controlling, and I know that I just need to trust 
but then I'm like, okay, I'll start trusting a little bit. Like I know I should do it, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. So then I'm like, wait, let me go back to those stories. And I just kept going on and on and on and on and on and on. And it was really funny to listen to because I was just so freaking dramatic. And I think even in those moments where I was like wondering, like, how is it going to happen? Like, this is what's holding me back. Like, these are all like my limiting beliefs about it. And like, this is so unfair, blah, 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 blah. Like listening to all those stories, I was just like, I mean, I guess there's some validity to them. Like they're like valid concerns, but at the end of the day, just because something's hard doesn't mean it's impossible. Um, and I also just want to acknowledge like the privilege that I have, um, cause it really is truly a blessing for me to be able to like afford to move out and also being able to find a place that like suited my needs and my budget. I honestly feel like I just got really freaking lucky. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I also did a recent podcast episode. I think I mentioned like having an abundance mindset and not looking at things from a place of like scarcity or lack. Um, and when it comes to like the abundance mindset, I saw this TikTok that was like kind of acknowledging how like, yeah, like <laughs> having an abundance mindset isn't going to bring like all the abundance in your life, like positive thinking isn't the only thing that's going to create like positive things um to happen for you um it's like a combination of a lot of different things and I also just like want to acknowledge that there are like real structures in place that really try to hinder us from living to our fullest potential or living the lives that we want to live and I was actually trying to record, um, the intro to this, um, like, earlier today, and I felt like I was, like, going into, like, my sociological background, because I was a sociology major back in college, and I remember when I was, like, learning about, like, um, intersectionality and all these different, uh, structures of repression, and how they all intersect to, like, make everybody's, like, lived experiences like so freaking difficult um I remember like as I was learning about those things it was like really interesting for me to become aware of like how our lives are shaped by like the cultural economical (laughs) social political um structures that are in place um I think it is a really good thing to be knowledgeable and aware of that And I think, like, once you learn all of these things and about how fucked up they are, it's really easy for you to reach a point of hopelessness. Because I remember, like, even in art classes with, like, one of my favorite, like, sociology professors, um, we would learn about, like, all these things about how, like, capitalism's fucked up, racism's fucked up, sexism, like, every freaking ism and, like, how it can hurt so many freaking people. Um, And after learning all that stuff, I remember, like, someone asked our professor, like, how do you, like, carry on, like, knowing these things, and honestly, they are really heavy topics, like, these things, even once you're aware of them, like, having positive thinking, or, like, thinking positive thoughts aren't the things that are going to fix, like, 
the problems that we're facing, like, it takes concrete action in order to, like, affect change. I literally feel like I'm writing, like, a sociological essay in my head. Um, but I remember, like, as I was listening to that stuff, I would, like, learn about all these things, and I'd be like, oh, that's why I'm like this, that's why I'm like that, it's because I'm a woman, it's because I'm Asian, it's because I'm fat, it's because of religion, because of this, well, literally freaking anything you can use as an excuse, or, I mean, not, I don't want to, like, completely dismiss it, because those things are freaking real, and they really are a detriment to a lot of people's lives, like, something that should be just seen as like a characteristic of who you are like your race or something like that is just seen as like something that could be used as a means against you which is so fucking crazy okay that's a whole different topic but um I guess I just like wanted to like point out how like deep you can go into these stories about how life sucks and how nothing is good um and it kind of reminded me of um, everything, everywhere, all at once. I feel like I'm... Okay, I'm going on so many different things, but I feel like they're all going to come together <laughs> once I keep talking about them. But I watched everything, everywhere, all at once in the movie theaters. Um, initially, I wanted to go by myself, but I ended up asking um, one of my guy friends to go with me. And then after that, I was like maybe I should watch it alone and I ended up watching it alone and the first time I watched it it was good but I feel like there were a lot of things that I kind of just glossed over and after seeing it for the first time there are things that I could pick up on um during my second watch that I just appreciated a lot more and like the reason why I'm bringing that up is like the symbolism of like the yin and the yang Um, of, like, the everything bagel and the googly eye. Um, So I actually sent one of my friends, like, this tweet that kind of, like, explains what it is or, like, what those things could potentially represent. So the everything bagel represents yin, um, where life is mostly dull and bad and joy is fleeting and ultimately meaningless. And I feel like that's kind of, like, the hole that I went through in the past. And on the flip side of that, the googly eye represents the yang. And that means life is mostly good and worthwhile. And suffering is transient and fixable. Um, and this was a tweet that was posted by um, at H-A-E-D-R-A-U-L-A-C-S Hadrolics. <laughs> and I don't really know what it is, but when I think about like how down bad I used to be in the past like the times where I really hit rock bottom it's kind of crazy to like imagine myself so far removed from that because it just feels like it was dramatic (laughs) like me and my sister were watching um Olivia Rodrigo's uh documentary on Disney plus and my sister was like talking about how like she couldn't understand how Olivia Rodrigo wrote all these dramatic songs about heartbreak. Like, how did she write a whole freaking album about all of this stuff? And I remember my sister was, like, jokingly saying, like, 
if my daughter was like this, I'd hit her. Like, you should write, like, songs like these about boys. Da, 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 da. And <laughs> it just made me laugh because it reminded me of when I was so heartbroken for the very first time in college. Like, this was the most heartbroken I had ever been in my life. And I was literally crying in a corner, sobbing to Sam Smith. <laughs> And my sister also witnessed that. I'm sure she felt sorry for me, but she was probably also like, that was so dramatic. And I was like telling her, like, you are so lucky that you don't have like the experience of knowing what heartbreak is and how truly painful it is. Because as dramatic as it might be, it's what if that feeling of heartbreak is so all encompassing, like that's the only thing that you can focus on when you're heartbroken like you can only think of like the sad things and it's not dramatic to like focus on all those things you're literally grieving loss and once you overcome it you're like oh my god why was I like so crazy (laughs) like me I'm like me when I think back on my exes I'm like why was I like so hung up on that relationship but it's because I was young and that's what was going on in my life at the time and that's what was important to me and those were the problems that I was having. And as painful as it was and as silly it may be, as it may be to for me to say this, I really think that heartbreak or just experiencing pain in general, not in a, as in a way to like romanticize it, but um, as a way to like use it for like, character development I really think that heartbreak is the perfect catalyst for growth because when you're feeling that much pain um like it's like you just want to do anything you can to just not feel that and I feel like that's like at least for me if I had never gotten my heart broken I probably would have never started on like this spiritual journey of mine if I didn't get my heart broken, I would probably still be looking for love outside of myself. And I feel like heartbreak is really what made me start to pay more close attention to who I am, what I value, and to like truly love, appreciate, and accept me the way that I am, and to be curious about the person that I have been and becoming and who I it's just really honoring all versions of me past present and future so I feel like it's okay and it's like totally normal that I was having all of these thoughts and like losing myself in loops and like feeding my ego and building upon these stories and just like holding on to all of these self-limiting beliefs because Holding on to those stories served me a purpose. It helped me stay in my comfort zone. It it helped me, like, make sense of where I was. And when you, like, feel, like, this need to, like, figure things out or want to have everything in control, you'll kind of, like, cling to anything as a way um, for there to be an explanation (laughs) as to why things are the way that they are. And I was also listening to a YouTube video um, by Leah's Field Notes where they were talking about the yin and yang again. And I feel like in our society, we really value 
yang or masculine energy, uh, which is what the color white represents in the yin and yang symbol. And she was going on to say how, like, how masculinity or, like, how a lot of people, even women, and this is irregardless of gender, I always bring this up again and again in every podcast. I'm, like, obsessed with the concept of, like, masculine and feminine energy that exists in all people of all genders. But she was talking about how our society really overemphasizes the importance of masculinity and, like, constantly doing things and being logical and trying to figure things out and being high performance, high achieving. And I feel like when you grow up with like that idea of masculinity being so emphasized, like, oh, and this is, I'm also connecting this to another YouTube video that I watched by Sarah Verba. I think I'll include um, the mentions and links and names in the description below so you can click on them so you, you can follow along if you want to watch, um, the videos that kind of sparked or, like, tied together all these thoughts of mine. Um, but for now, I'll keep continuing with, um, Leah's Field Notes video. Um, so she was talking about how, yeah, masculinity is so overemphasized and that people don't really know how to be in their feminine energy there isn't really like a representation of like how to do that of like just trusting in the universe and like being dreamy and like expansive and like believing in the good and the things and that also ties back to everything everywhere all at once um with literally my favorite character in the show (laughs) Wayman Wang so I feel like uh in the show in the movie so I feel like in the movie um if you okay this is obviously gonna include spoilers I guess so if you haven't seen the movie please watch it um so Evelyn I feel like is a good representation of like a feminine woman who's in her like masculine energy and then her husband Wayman Wang is a good representation of like a feminine energy and a masculine man And I really freaking love that movie so much. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the movie, Everything Everywhere, All at Once, a little bit. So as I was watching the movie, I heard that it was a tearjerker. So I was really trying to pay attention to the parts that were making me feel like sad or emotional. And one of the first scenes that really like struck and pulled up my heartstrings was like this scene where... Evelyn is like learning about how her life could have played out in so many different ways and she starts to imagine like what her life could have been like well not imagine she literally sees it so she she flips what is it verse jumps into like this timeline of hers where she's like a celebrity and she's rich famous successful beautiful and then she turns to her husband and says I wish you could have seen how beautiful my life was without you. I should have listened to my dad when he told me to leave you, when he said that you were too sweet for this world. And that just made me so freaking sad to hear. And then right as she's about to apologize to Wayman about the hurtful thing that she said, he like flips to like Alpha Wayman. And even the relationship between... Evelyn and Alpha Wayman is really interesting to me because she actually likes Alpha Wayman a lot better than 
normal women because and I feel like they weren't like very lovey-dovey and affectionate in the beginning of the movie and then when he like um flips to alpha wayman she like really likes him like there was even a part where she was like wanting to kiss him and then that's when he like flips or passes okay i'm getting too much into the movie but it was just like crazy to like think that like there's a version of her husband that like wants to be with her and has literally jumped through every universe in order to find this specific version of her but then in this lifetime of hers he wants to get a divorce because it's not working but then much much later on in the movie um when she gets to see more of her life and what it would have been like if she was a celebrity she sees Wayman and she realizes that he is not a part of her life and that it makes her sad and that she wishes that he was there for her and it shows how they're like both kind of like yearning for each other and like wanting to be together and she tells him like I already know like what our life would have been like if I didn't leave you when we were younger like we would have like been doing laundry and taxes and like everything would be like falling apart to be so shitty and ugly and he was just oh this famous line it just gets me every time in another life I would have really liked just doing laundry and taxes with you and it's crazy because it's not another I mean it is another life but it's literally her life and she has what her like most successful high version highest timeline of herself wanted so badly but she doesn't appreciate it in her lifetime and i know this is illegal to do but i actually recorded like my favorite scene of wayman in the movie where he talked about um how like to other people it might seem like he isn't strong that he's weak let me see if i can read it off to you he says you think I'm weak, don't you? All those years ago when we first fell in love, your father would say I was too sweet for my own good. Maybe he was right. You tell me that it's a cruel world and we're all running around in circles. I know that. I've been on this earth just as many days as you. When I choose to see the good side of things, I'm not being naive. It is strategic and necessary. It's how I've learned to survive through everything. I know you see yourself as a fighter, while I see myself as one too. This is how I fight. So even though you have broken my heart yet again, I wanted to say, in another life, I would have really liked just doing laundry and taxes with you. Uh, God, I want to watch that movie again. As I was watching that movie, I just really resonated so much with the character of Raymond because personally I felt like I am too soft for this world or like I feel like I am just so different from what we're like encouraged to be. Like I was watching this show with my brother, um, it's called I, I know I'm talking about so many things, but to me, they all connect. Um, so I was watching the show with my brother. Um, it's a Japanese dating show. It's called 
the love wagon by nori and we were watching we were watching like this conversation between this girl who um was insecure about the fact that she didn't have any dreams for herself and she was talking to this guy who was like super high achieving he went to like tokyo university he works with like artificial intelligence he's literally trying to build a robot a robot that people can fall in love with (laughs) and as she was like talking about how she's like insecure that she doesn't have any like goals and dreams for herself because she's seen that like with a lot of the people um on the dating show a lot of them were like looking for someone um who's like really determined and passionate and driven and just constantly chasing their goals but she didn't have that and I resonated with her I also feel like I don't have that and then for her to confine in someone who's like high achieving I feel like if it were me I probably wouldn't feel comfortable open up opening up to him because I'd be like ah he's just like everyone else like look at all of these things that he's accomplished but he actually admitted himself that he's a non-dreamer Like, he just does the things that he wants to do in everyday life, and that's the thing that makes him happy. And that's when I, like, started to realize maybe, like, there's a lot of us that probably don't fully resonate with, like, that super masculine energy of, like, wanting to, like, always achieve things and do things. Um, Which, I mean, it is important. It's not a bad thing to want to do those things, but I feel like when it's so overemphasized and it like becomes like your whole personal identity it's just really hard to really easy to become burnt out and to only define yourself in terms of like what you can achieve like it feels like you're just basing your worth off of like the things that you can do but for me I just truly feel that like everyone has inherent value And I feel like that's also kind of, like, why I, like, resented, like, people who focus too much on, like, being high achieving. And for me, I took that to an extreme where, like, I didn't want to achieve anything at all in order to, like, kind of be defiant and, like, like, just be rebellious towards that idea. But it's truly all about a balance. And now I'm going to tie it back to the Sarah Verba youtube video that she talked about um it's actually a lot of different videos from a lot of different places because i watch her videos all the time and i'm also subscribed to her patreon so i feel like i might be pulling um a lot of different information from a lot of different places but i don't know i really like her so if you like her you should definitely just listen along to her and see what resonates for you and how it lands for you um but she was talking about how like within us there's like two conflicting energies right like there's like this energy of like wanting to control and to figure everything out and to be logical and to me that represents like your masculine energy and to the opposite of that there's also this energy within you that's like wanting to trust in the universe that's like being really dreamy and that energy represents femininity And for me, that being in that dreamy, trusting energy feels very expansive and like the need to like control, figure out and be logical can be kind of constricting. And although it might seem like those are two opposing energies or two different sources, they 
actually are allies and they're both working together because they both want to achieve the same thing but in different ways both of those energies want to achieve safety security and happiness and if you're in too much of one energy you can get really confused like if you're really like controlling or like trying being too logical about the way that you go about things and you're being too rigid it kind of allows or doesn't allow for like any new things to like come in or to kind of like take form like it, it's like you're like way too stuck on like this like linear path that you've like paved out for yourself that if you go off of that it just feels like the end of the world like you're a failure in a way and I feel like that's probably how I felt when I was in college or like for most of my life like I would try so hard to just control and figure everything out and then right when it didn't like follow like this idea that I had set out in my mind I was like fuck like I completely fucked up I don't know what the fuck I'm doing I wish I was like everyone else like I don't get it but then to the opposite of that the energy of like being trustful being like really dreamy and like trusting in the universe if you take that to an extreme you kind of come off as like an airhead with so many like lofty dreams that you can never achieve like you're just all talk and you can never do anything and I really struggled with that too I just felt like they're like well first of all I like struggled to dream because I really struggled to like take action and I feel like I think it's really important to like have both of I think yeah that really just demonstrates how it's important to like have both of those energies because they like balance each other out they like keep you from going to the extreme and since there's like a mercury in retrograde coming up there was also a video that Sarah Verba like recently released like five things that you need to know for this mercury retrograde or something like that something along those lines and one thing that like really like stood out to me was just allowing time or space for mystery because I'm like the earlier segment of this episode or if I'm going to post them separately the previous episode um I was talking about how like I really just wanted to figure out like how I was going to move out I wasn't allowing room for any mystery to happen but here I am today like I am day two into living in my own place all by myself (laughs) and this is exactly what I asked for actually it's not exact well it's like what I asked for but like even more because I think like in the podcast episode I was like saying I didn't want to move with any roommates at all I want to have this I want to have that blah 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 um but I feel like I was kind of getting like a little too ahead of myself in some of those things like when I was talking about like my dream apartment I was like I want to have like a bay window and like an open concept and I want to have like a blue velvet couch and I'm sure like those things like I could like find them or buy them but like I don't need those things like there's like an infinite number of ways that my life could unfold that I would probably be like just as happy with and I'm really happy with the way that things turned out even if they're like kind of different from like what I like expected or like not even what I thought would happen at all it just became like a little nice surprise 
and Sarah Verpa was also talking about that too because she was like in this like phase where she was like okay I think I'm gonna like move in to this area but then she like meets like her partner and then her partner's from Sweden and then she's like wait oh my god this is how I like literally ended up in Sweden and now she's like I fit in here so well like I literally can't imagine my life if I weren't in Sweden like she feels like she can really be herself there and I feel like that's crazy because it's like she didn't even Sweden wasn't even like on her mind she's like huh like okay like I know what that is but like whatever like I, I don't really feel like a pull to be there and then she just it just so happens that like her life unfolds in a way that allows her to be there and it becomes like the best choice for her and I really love that I think like that video was like titled like embracing uncertainty and that's something that I'm really trying to do that's something that I've <laughs> um maybe I'll like go into this in a future podcast episode I don't know but I've struggled with OCD which is like the need to like control figure things out and I would like kind of like bounce from different themes from time to time and I just remember feeling like so anxious like it felt like if I didn't like figure things out like it would be the end of the world like but it's really not it's really not it's easier said than done but you just really need to allow like a balance of both and like even now that I like moved in I'm like oh my gosh I can't I'm like wow this is real it's like actually like happening but now I'm like having a new dilemma where I am like I have so much free time like this is the most alone time that I've ever had in my life basically um because I mean it's different when you're in college and you move out because like during summer breaks or winter breaks you go home and everything is still the same but when you go back home and you actually move out of the home like for good like it's just a different level of like independence and like being on your own and I I know I started recording this podcast at 4 40 or something like that right now it's 5 30 in the morning and it's my second night sleeping at my new place all by myself and believe it or not yesterday I pulled an all-nighter <laughs> and it's happening again today and I'm just like allowing it to happen because I don't know I don't know what it is I guess I just have like all this like restless energy inside of me you would think that I would be like really freaking tired but I don't know maybe it's because I also um am recovering from a cold and I spent like a lot of that time just like sleeping <laughs> and like wishing that I was doing stuff and now that I'm in my own space I just feel so like energized and I've taken a couple naps here and there and that's been like enough for me to like keep going but yeah the new problem that I've been having is that like I don't know like how to spend my time anymore because I don't have a routine set in place yet like everything is just so open-ended and it's a mystery like even um like my I was able to move my stuff in the day before like a day early so I wasn't planning to spend the night here I like told my sister that I would probably like go home with her or that I would only sleep here with her because I 
didn't feel ready to be here on my own. And I remember, like, as I was, like, approaching, like, midnight, and we were, like, eating dinner, and I was, like, trying to decide, like, should I go back to my family home, or should I, like, go to my new place? I really didn't know what to do. I was just, like, fuck it, like, I'll go back to, like, my family home, I'll, like, drop off my sister, and then I'll pick up, like, the last bits of my stuff from the house. And it was, like, 12 a.m., and I was, like, packing my car and I was like, this is the feeling of independence and freedom and fun that I've been craving. And I, <laughs> my sister made this joke that was like, see, this is what you were looking for, that you were trying to like go to San Francisco for. Um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but I previously had been telling like a couple friends, being a little bit impulsive, feeling like this like urge or desire to like prove myself. And I feel like in the past, like, how I've defined independence, it's, like, by, like, completely being alone and, like, moving to, like, a big city. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to be basic and move to New York City. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with New York City. I just feel like it's not my vibe. And I'm not, I just feel like I'm not extroverted enough to be there. <laughs> so I would be, like, hating on New York City people. But honestly, New York City is, like, really nice. I'm just a hater, okay, I'm sorry for being a hater, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna be, like, a notch above that, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm just, okay, I'm being stupid now, but <laughs> I was saying, like, oh, like, I know, like, some people, like, want to escape their lives and, like, go to New York City, but I want to go to San Francisco, like, bitch, just because it's, like, a different city doesn't mean you're not doing the same thing, and I do, I did really enjoy my time in San Francisco, I, don't know if I can necessarily say that I feel a pull to be there like I've definitely had like lots of daydreams about like living there um but I don't know I don't know I guess we'll like leave that in the cards for the future I'm not gonna try to like figure it out but like if I end up there that'd be like really cool but I guess that like I don't know I can just take my life one step at a time um, like, even here, like, I've been, like, indecisive about, like, what furniture to buy, like, should I get rid of this? Should I get rid of that? And I feel like I should just be content with, like, the things that I have. Like, I don't have to, like, buy, like, my dream, like, ultimate piece of furniture that I can't even, like, freaking afford yet. <laughs> like, I can save, like, all of those, like, big dreams for later. And I feel like I've had an issue with that of, like, always dreaming, like, way too big way too far away and then being like okay I can dream about my life like five years down the line but I can't dream about my what my life would be like in the next year because five years felt so far away but the next year is like tangible and it's close and I feel like when you don't know what to do you just kind of stick to what you've already been doing I mean that just makes sense that's like your comfort zone so it's like my first day in my new place um I had to like pick up my mom from work so I like dropped her off at like our family home and I was like should I stay here I brought my work laptop with me in case I decided to stay but as I was there I was like I I mean it was nice to like eat breakfast with them but I'm like I could have probably just like gone back to my house and like worked comfortably like from my bed even though I don't have a desk like like, my place is, like, kind of chaotic. Like, there's a lot of, like, stuff going on because I had just moved in and a lot of my things are in boxes and I'm 
buying a desk soon. And I don't have like my proper like workstation. I feel like I could just make it work. And when I like, <laughs> I ended up like going back to my apartment or basement where I live now, like a couple hours later, and I was working completely fine. I was like really productive, got a lot done. And I usually spend a lot of my time, like, with my sibling, my sister. Like, she's the person that I probably hang out with the most. And I, <laughs> I was kind of starting to think that, like, oh my gosh, I feel like a lot of my plans, like, revolve around her. Like, if I'm going out, it's because she's making plans to go out. Or if, like, I'm having a solo date, it's because she has, like, other things to do without me. <laughs> um, yesterday, I was like, I guess we're having a solo day, huh? because she has like finals and stuff going on and I'm realizing she's probably like in the same boat as me like both of us like by me moving out it like allowed her to have her own space and then I have my own space and like both of us are kind of like trying to figure out like what do we do now that we're apart not that it's bad to be together like well duh we're obviously gonna keep hanging out she's literally my sister like my bestie but I, it, I mean, the whole purpose of me moving out was for me to encourage my own depend, independence and for my sister to have her own independence and to have, for everyone around us to have their own independence. Like, we all have each other to rely on, but I just want us to, like, grow more as individuals. And, like, comparing this back to, like, college life, there are, like, people, like, I remember... Like, when you, like, move to college, like, a lot of people would, like, go home all the time because it was, like, really familiar. And, like, other people would just stay at campus and, like, try to put themselves out there. And I feel like, oh, I guess it's different for everyone, but at least for me, what I really appreciated about my college was that it was, like, far away enough for me to be independent and like stay in the city and for me to like not make like a two-hour trip just to go back home every weekend like it's not worth it so it like forced me to like stay there when I needed to but it also gave me the opportunity to go back home when I wanted to so it was like a great balance of both and I feel like now because like me and my sister today uh, we <laughs> decided we were gonna have a solo day but then we ended up hanging out and I was like oh I, I could have stayed home I could because I was planning to like okay today was nice it was like the first time that I was like truly truly alone in my own space where I could do literally whatever I want I got off work I took a really nice shower I wish I bought eucalyptus but I, I got eucalyptus today so we'll see how luxurious that is tomorrow so I'm excited for that but I took a really nice shower and then I got dressed and that was really liberating for me because I usually don't play dress up because I've always had like a strained relationship like with my body and whenever I would like try to wear clothes or like express myself in a different way I would just like work, be like really self-conscious to like the criticism of like other people around me and by like playing dress up by myself that was like the first time where like I was really dressing up just for me. And it reminded me of, like, my college self where, like, I would, like, spend time, like, getting ready and just, like, wearing whatever I want to wear and not worrying about what anybody else thinks.
And I remember I would have so much fun doing that. But then, like, when I got a boyfriend, um, that's when I started to get self-conscious about the way that I dress, and I kind of, like, let it go, like, downhill, among other things. And even when I was in college, I, like, made this promise to myself that I would post every day online um, for a year straight, because that's something that I did in eighth grade. And I feel like at this point in my life, I am really just trying to live out my teenage self's dreams like I am buddy buddies with my inner child like me and her are awesome but I'm still working on healing my inner teenager and I'm like really trying to reconnect with like the parts of myself that I feel like needed the most love because my teenage self was the most dramatic (laughs) I was so lost so depressed so misunderstood And I really thought that I would never stop feeling, like, so anxious and depressed all the time. I literally thought that was going to be my life and that I had to accept it the way that it is. But look at me now. I'm, like, literally the happiest, most fulfilled I've ever been. I'm, like, literally content with life. I'm at peace. But I think I just really do want to recommit myself to, um like focusing on my creative endeavors again so I really appreciate having my own space that allows me to do that (laughs) like I'm literally recording a podcast at almost six in the morning like if I still lived in my family home I probably wouldn't have been able to do this and now I have the space to like record YouTube videos and like record TikToks and journal and exercise and read books (laughs) Even today, I was, like, slow dancing in the middle of my empty, well, not my empty apartment, in the middle of, like, a bunch of boxes and clothes and bags and just, like, hugging my teddy bear, <laughs> like, swinging, singing to Taylor Swift and, like, thinking about love. <laughs> and, yeah, I guess I'm just really starting to embrace uncertainty, like, by embracing uncertainty, I'm embracing an infinite number of possibilities. And even if there's like a timeline where like one thing is better than the other, like maybe like if I did that, I would have been, I would have made more money. If I did that, I would have been prettier. If I did that, blah, 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 my life would have been better at some capacity. I'm not going to, like, worry about all of that. It's like going back to everything everywhere all at once. Like, don't lose yourself in the chaos. Just focus on the way that your life is unfolding. Because even in, even though it could, like, technically be, like, your worst timeline, your best timeline might be version of some aspect of this life. So I'm not going to worry too much about what could have been. I'm just going to enjoy what is. I feel like that is what truly connects me to who I am and being so in touch with my feminine energy. I used to like be really mad at myself for not having like that masculine energy of like go-getter, high-achieving, good grades type of person. I've never really been career-oriented, never really had career aspirations or anything like that in that way like I don't 
like money don't like I, I don't know I think people who are business minded are like I don't know that's like too intense for me and I would kind of judge them and but I don't know they're like just so worshipped like in our society and I do see the value in what they do but I don't know for me I just love how connected I am to my heart and who I am like there are these youtubers that I really love and admire um it's a group of four of them they're all from your mom's house uh so it's your mom Ashley Ashley Alexander on YouTube Kelly Ocasa on YouTube Elliot Choi on YouTube and then Anne Marie Chase and the person I resonate the most with within that group is Anne Marie because both of us are 26 and both of us are spiritual but um she recently announced that like she's planning to like leave that group and I honestly understand her reasoning behind it um I feel like she is I don't know I don't know maybe this is me projecting my own insecurities but like I would say that like a lot of people in that group are very business-minded I guess all of them are business-minded to some extent but I would say that like Ashley Kelly and Elliot are very like numbers focused which is good because I mean that's what allowed them to like grow their channel and to become as successful as they are today and I'm not saying that like the content the content that they create is bad like it's really good and it's entertaining and it's something that I love and also resonate with as well um, but I really admire Anne-Marie for, like, sticking with YouTube for, like, the past 10 years and just doing it and, like, just for the sake of creating, like, creating just to create. And I'm really excited for her because I know that there's going to be something that comes out of even Even if there wasn't anything that comes out of it, there's just so much beauty in what she's doing. And seeing that in her, I feel like that's reflected back in me. Like, I would feel insecure and, like, jealous and self-conscious comparing myself to other people who I felt like were more successful than me. Or I'd always wish that I was more like this, more like that. Like, I wish I could, like, do things. I wish I was high-achieving. I wish I had, like, a bunch of goals that I wanted to accomplish, but that's truly not who I am. And that's not to say I'm not going to have any goals. <laughs> But, I don't know, it's kind of, I'm just embracing my feminine energy. It's like me embracing mm, Wayman Wang. Like, this is who I am and this is what I do in order to survive in this world because I can't force myself to be someone that I'm not. Or to, like, worry about things. Or, like, constantly trying to figure out things. I don't know, I just want to be... I just want to not even, like, be happy, just be. I don't know, that's been working pretty good for me so far. I feel like life is really sweet. Um, even, like, my first day, like, okay, like, back to that story of me packing my car with, like, all of my stuff at, like, 12.30 in the morning and driving to my new place by myself, which is only a 10-minute drive, but still. And... I kind of memorized like the way to get to my new place but I was like just in case let me um put the GPS on but then I turned the GPS off and I was like okay I, I'm pretty sure I know let me just trust myself and then I kind of like second guessed myself and I went the wrong way and I was like dang like see like this just shows that like I know what's right for me but even if I make the wrong turn 
I will always go back to where I need to go. This also reminds me of like an analogy that my life coach said. Like trying to live with uncertainty is like and following your intuition is like driving a car at night. All you need is the light in front of you, just your headlights on. And even though like you can't see like everything like behind you or in front of you from like so far away, all you see is what the light hits, that's enough. And driving with the lights on will get you very, very far. And I even remember like on my drive here, I was like, okay, I moved. So what's next? Like, what do I want for me? Like, and I immediately started thinking about like, I want to have a partner. (laughs) I want to have love. And like also going back to like my college self, um, I really like miss like 2018 me because I was really like, I was into like all the same things that I'm into now. I feel like it was like the like starting blocks of like spirituality where I was like getting into reading self-help books and like writing down like motivational quotes that like really resonated with me and like listening to TED talks and journaling all the time and watching YouTube videos and thinking about the things that I want to create and just slowly like building up like my self-confidence to be where I am today and even back then I was thinking about making a podcast like this but I didn't know how I would do it I didn't know how it was possible but here I am I'm doing it and I like made promises to myself like okay I'm gonna swear off dating for like a year just like now I'm like swearing off sex and I'm being celibate for like a year like however long and I remember like I felt like I was fine I was finally happy with myself um like back in like 2018 like that was like the first time where I was like really getting into the groove of like being alone and like creating and I had like things that I was passionate about and I was consistent with it too but then when I met my previous boyfriend I kind of like let it all go because I worried a lot about what he thought of me and I was so willing to abandon who I was and all the progress that I made just at the chance of like being loved but I wasn't even like loved for who I am I feel like we both kind of fell in love with like the idea of each other and then we kind of just like stayed together just because we invested all this like time and emotion already and to be honest I feel like me like wanting to be I don't know how I I guess like me wanting to be celibate is like also like me just really wanting to focus on myself because I'm just like really scared to like let someone in and I'm worried that it would like counteract like all the progress that I've made or that I would like feel tempted to abandon myself once again like even though I'm like in a new place I'm like no I'm not gonna let anyone in like the people who I let in are gonna be really special like I'm not gonna let anyone have access to me I don't even want to have like any guys over (laughs) or like the first guy that I let over he'll be really special and that's literally the thought process that I had with my ex-boyfriend and I guess I'm just like coming to realize that like I don't have to like deprive myself or like make myself like be a certain way in order to be open and receptive and deserving of love like 
I I mean, I it's it's not just a self-love era. It's like a self-love life. And I really do want to have like a strong foundation of who I am so that like no matter who comes in, like I know who I am. Like even like when I was with my ex-boyfriend and I felt like I was lost, there was still like this like voice inside of me that was like this isn't right. Like this isn't the way that you want to be loved, how you want to be treated. Like that and that was a voice that I silenced so much of and I feel like me silencing my intuition for so long is what kind of caused um my intrusive thoughts to reach a point of being so bad that I was diagnosed with OCD ah oh my gosh (laughs) that's a lot to unpack but I feel like that just goes to show that I don't have to like that there's no right way to do things like I don't have to have it like all figured out and I don't have to like prove myself or like do something or be a certain way to be deserving of love and I feel like that's like my greatest fear is that like I work really hard and I become someone great and someone only loves me for the things that I've done and not for who I am or like I don't know it just makes me like really scared to think that like okay let's say like two years down the line I'm like hotter prettier skinnier more successful richer blah blah I'm like better in like different ways and then I meet someone and I like wonder like if this person met me if they've met me like right now like would they love me the same (laughs) because they should (laughs) like I'm literally the same person and yeah I don't know why that makes my heart ache to think about I don't know I've just always felt like people always wanted me to be something different but I feel like I'm just gonna be firm with who I am and even though sometimes I might feel like the temptation to like want to like conform to like what other people expect out of me so that I can receive love and validation I know that's not like the true genuine love that I like want to experience in my life and sometimes I wonder like if I don't like change myself like how am I gonna find love am I just like lowering my chances of finding love but no I'm just filtering out the people that I'm incompatible with and as I've learned again and again and again I don't have to like figure out like the how or the why of like when or all the details of like how I'm gonna fall in love like who is this person what does he look like how are we gonna meet blah 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 blah. I'm just gonna (sighs) I guess I'll just daydream and live my life and be open to the possibility of love and to like let it in when it comes and to just trust in the universe because even like though I'm like I have a lot of reservations about love I'm not as like desperate to like get into a relationship as I was before um I feel like maybe my caution is a good thing that like I don't know, I'll, like, be patient with myself, and I'll just really see, like, do I like who I am (laughs) when I'm with this person? Do I, like, not just how I feel, but, like, can I be myself around this person, and do I feel loved and accepted and appreciated? Does this person love me just as much as I love myself? Even more? And 
I used to feel kind of guilty, like, thinking about how everything always, like, leads back to love for me. Um, and I know I'm, in this case, I'm defining love in terms of, like, romance. But, uh, I think I could have it one day. <laughs> I mean, there's so much love all around me, I'm just, I'm sure it'll come in its own time. <sighs> so, yeah don't have to figure out the how just trust <laughs> and it'll happen <laughs> anyway yeah i don't know i guess this is how i'm gonna end it at 6 a.m with the birds chirping in my window um i feel like maybe one day i'll like listen back on this episode and like put a reaction be like this time at the love of my life <laughs> bro okay i'm sorry <laughs> Oh, now I feel like kind of cringy and dramatic, but I know like later on I'll be like, that's okay, that's just how you feel, and it's a valid feeling, <laughs> and lots of other people feel that way too. <laughs> I know I'm not the only one who's like this. Um, well, yeah, thank you so much for listening. This is the first podcast that I recorded in my new house, and I'm really glad that I did this, even though I literally pulled a second all-nighter like just how like how I did in my college days I'm just really happy to reconnect with like this part of myself um that like wants to create again um I feel like the more progress I make the more I surprise myself so I remember before I was like I, I want to make a podcast and I was like I don't know if I'll ever make one and now here I am making a podcast maybe the same thing will happen with my YouTube videos yeah, and since being in my new place, I actually remember my crochet business. Yeah, I I um closed everything. I can't even tell you when I like closed my commissions, but my shop has been closed since October of last year, and I haven't really felt the like urge to like crochet after that. I just didn't care. I just stopped. But now that I'm in my new space, I've been. <laughs> thinking more about like crochet projects that I want to do like that passion has come back that like wanting to create just to create and I want to like make clothes so we'll see maybe I'll like fulfill this little like kitty dream of mine when I was little of like wanting to be a fashion designer but I was like I'm not even into fashion like how would I even do that but I I, I think I can crochet clothes I can design clothes so we'll have fun with that we'll experiment with that so yeah i guess i'm just um allowing mystery and and like getting curious about who i am and just letting the parts of myself come out when they want to come out and just being truly honest with myself so i'm really glad that i took this time to like sit down and talk with you guys i hope you had a lot of fun listening and i hope to hear from you soon Bye. Love you. <laughs>